we're being honest, that's the number one that's always challenged. Because the world challenges our relationship with Him. And um, tonight, it being the second week of, second Sunday, right? Is it the second Sunday of the year? Uh, and if you were here last Sunday, you have perfect attendance for the year so far. Praise God. Yes, give yourselves a round of applause. Perfect attendance, despite the, the virus. Um, so our, I entitled our message tonight, I, we're still in our New Year's uh, series, Revision, and tonight it's uh, Be Obedient. This is, this is our uh, third week in this, this uh, series that we're in. I'm going to be reading from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1 to 9. Uh, and I have it here in the screen for you, for those of you who didn't bring your Bibles. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 1 to 9. It reads, Now this is the commandment, the statutes, statutes, and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign in your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are, Lord God. We thank you for your sovereignty. We thank you for making it sure, Lord God, that we make it here this evening. We thank you for making the way, Father, protecting us as we drove here, protecting our schedule, Lord God, and keeping us healthy. We thank you for the people that you've uh, restored their health, Lord God. And we pray that you continue to do so, bring them back to 100%. And we're thank you, we thank you for your power, that you can do that, Lord God, that you can do whatever it pleases you. We thank you for your love, Lord God, because of your love, Lord, you died on the cross for us. You be, made sure that we are saved. And Lord, despite, in spite of that, Lord God, we still fail. So we're thankful for your grace and your mercy that is new every morning. We thank you for providing this building for us, Lord God. We thank you for the songs that were just sang. We thank you for your, your staff, Lord, your, your, the people in the back, the singers, the praise and worship team. Uh, we thank you for your body of believers here at FICF. And Lord, we thank you for this appointed time that as a church you've given us, 515, to praise you, Father, and worship you. And Lord, we ask for the salvation of those who are lost, those who you bring here with us tonight or not, or the ones that are listening in online, we pray for their salvation, Lord. We pray for the complete healing 
and the healing for those who are sick, Lord, our brothers and our sisters. And we pray, Father, for restoration for broken relationships. We pray for your um, guidance there and your help there. Keep us united, Lord God, as a church. Protect us from the attacks of the enemy. We ask, Lord, for forgiveness of our sins. We ask for your help, Lord God, tonight. We ask that the, you, Lord God, the Holy Spirit, teach us. Open our hearts, open our minds, and speak through us. Speak to us through your word. Anoint my lips, Lord God, and give me the wisdom. Override my preparations, Lord God, and you, and let you and you alone speak to your people. We ask all these things in your Son's sweet and mighty name. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Um, so we just read Moses' uh, command to the Israelites, right? And um, there's this word there. It's called the, the word to hear. When, when he said, hear, O Israel. Now, the Greek word that we have this week is, is that hear. And it's, the, it's pronounced shama. It's a, a primitive root. And it means to hear intelligently, often with implication of attention and obedience, right? Attentively uh, call and carefully with consent to be considered. So basically, he's just saying, Paul, not Paul, but Moses is saying to hear is also saying to obey. Obey, O Israel, now, aside from doorways as entrances representing the house itself and needing special protection, there is evidence from Egypt of sacred inscriptions on doorposts, just like what we read that uh, Moses wrote to the Israelites. It, requirements of this sort could function either to preserve the continuity of life in positive ways and a mutually beneficial relationship with the deity, with, with God, or to prevent negative consequences of dangerous situations. While Passover blood on the doorpost function, what, what function was to preserve those who had it, right? The, the, the angel passed those who had the blood of the lamb on, on their doorpost. So the doorpost was to preserve those people that were in it. Now the law on the doorpost is to prevent negative consequence of dangerous situations. To hear in Hebrew is equal to obey, especially in covenant context, such as what we just read. That is, to hear God without putting into effect the command is not to hear Him at all. Meaning, if you've been hearing those words, you've been reading your Bible, you've been hearing messages on your podcast, or watching it on YouTube or Facebook, but you're not obeying, you're just not hearing God. When you hear God speak to you, you are to obey. When we hear Him, we are to do what we heard, or else we didn't hear Him at all. Now, why obey? Right? Why obey? Why obey? Other than because God said so. Right? The question of a believer who accepted Jesus and acknowledges that nothing that he or she has done and will do, will keep them saved or got them saved. The question then is, why do I obey Him then? If I am saved by grace, not by works, then why do I have to live according to His Word? 
Right? That, that should be the question. But then the, the right answer, everybody already knows it, I'm sure. If you've been a Christian for many years, you know the right answer, right? But did you know that there's a Westminster Shorter Catechism? Um, and it says here, the question is, what is the chief end of man? And the answer is, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. That's the catechism, that's the teaching, that's the doctrine. And that's the ne- These are the top three. What rule hath God given to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy Him? Answer, the Word of God which is contained in the Scriptures of the Old, Land, New Test- Old and New Testament is the only rule to direct us on how we may glorify and enjoy Him. And third question, what do the Scriptures principally teach? The Scriptures principally teach what man is to believe concerning God and what duty God requires of man. This is 2022. Amen? Back to the Future did not even make it this far in that movie. Remember, for those of you who are old enough, it's 2022. Christian, who among you, with the show of hands, have finished your Bible journey last year? Show of hands. Nobody finished it last year. Who among you have finished it? Is there one? Keep your hands up so I can see it. Okay, up, okay. Great. <laughs> How about, okay, who among you have finished the Bible? Finished reading, yes, finished reading. It doesn't mean you understood it, but you read it. You took your journey. Show of hands. The entire Bible, from cover to cover. Right, so there. Let it be a gentle charge, a gentle reminder that if we claim that Jesus is our Lord, and that we are saved because of what He has done on the cross. And how do we know that? Because it's written down in the Bible. Christians who have not taken the journey, your Bible journey for a whole year, that you have not finished the Bible from cover to cover, and you've been a Christian for many years, let this be a gentle rebuke to you. That how will you know how to please God? Number one, how will you know how to please Him if you haven't read His Word? How will you know what is pleasing to Him? And then, consequently, how will you know how to enjoy God if you haven't read His Scripture? These are, the words in the Bible are God's Word. They're alive. They're there to remind us of what He wants us to do, how He wants us to live. Those are the things that we read that will renew our mind. It will erase everything that the word that the world has taught us on how to think, how to live, how to be happy, right? We've been programmed by the world. Whether you accept that or not, we have believed. We know why do we all wear a certain fashion at a certain time? Because the commercial says so, right? This is what's in, or not commercials anymore, maybe Instagram. Whatever influencer you're following, this is what's in, so that's what you buy. So how will you know how to please God if you haven't read and studied His Word? Now, Sunday to Sunday can help, 
but it will not help you so much rather uh, compared to you reading the word from day to day, from day to day, seven days a week. Is that too hard? We say, God blessed me so much, but I cannot give him five minutes. We pray because we're always in need. God always brings us in need. But why do we not pray, read his word? How can we know? Right? Look at this. What is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. How will you know that if you don't read his word? You don't study His Word. You come here on Sundays, and I can, I barely, you can barely hear me or understand me because you're irritated with the way I deliver the, the message, right? Or I'm not doing a good job. How, how will that mature you, right? So your recovery is your own reading, is your own study. Why do we obey? Why should we obey? Because He blesses our obedience, we just read that. Moses read, wrote there, and it's again in, in chapter 14 of Deuteronomy, but there in chapter 6, he says that when we obey, he will bless us. Right? Look, uh, the Lord told me to give you these laws and teachings so you can obey them in the land he's giving you. Soon you will cross the Jordan River, and that the land, and if you and your descendants want to live a long time, you must always worship the Lord and obey his laws. Now, living a full life is a blessing for many. Amen? It is, because some people don't want to live a long life, but generally speaking, as the Bible puts it, if you live a long life, that's because God has blessed you with that. And we all know as Christians that every time we obey God, there is always a blessing on hand. Amen? Amen. There always is. There always is. But sometimes, sometimes because we, we, we believe the lie of the enemy, we believe the lie of the enemy, and it's something that's truly clear on what God is saying, and we violate it, and then we, right, if, if, if we obey God's law and we get, experience obedience, if, if we obey, we experience blessings, the opposite of it is true. When we are disobedient, we will experience His consequences. We are saved from the consequences of our sins. But God will not, God will not let us get away with our sins because that's not, if He loves us, right? The Bible says, right? Those He loves, He disciplines. So why do we obey? We obey so that we will be blessed. We obey so that we will be blessed. God's commands to us are what? It's to protect us anyway. First and foremost, when God says to treat your, your bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit, it is to protect us. Now, we tend to always think of this. When we, when we discuss this, uh, holiness, those of you who do not smoke and you do not drink, you feel so pious. You're like, I don't do that, not me. Them, those, the smokers, the smokers, the drinkers, they, the, the Christians, they're the ones who's not do, they're the ones who's violating that. You know, if you don't watch what you eat, if you have a problem with your diet, but then you already are told by the doctor that, hey, your sugar's high. Right? You're told that your cholesterol is high. 
But then we don't take care of our body. We do the same thing. We violate the same thing. But we're not treating our bodies as a temple of the Holy Spirit. It's the same thing. We're told to exercise. But we don't exercise. Why? Because it's too hard. I work two jobs. I have no time to exercise. We work so hard, right? We work so hard that we compensate our health. And then when we retire, the money that we made from our work, we pay to be, so that we can be healthy. It's the same. Now, folks, this new year, right, we have to obey God. Now, I don't know what it is for you that God has been prompting you to do. I don't know what it is for you that God is saying, stop doing. But regardless of what it is and what it's not, it will pay for you to obey. Amen? Let it be your revision, the change in your life this year, that you will be obedient to Jesus, to all the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Let it be, because then you will experience His blessing. Now I get it. Some people are think, sitting there, well, pastor is just telling me to obey so I can get blessed. You know, we'll, we, I have five points tonight, so we'll get, <laughs> we'll get to the other points. Why do we obey? We obey because our prayers are heard by Him. That's why you want to obey. That's why you want to know what to obey too. Again, going back on the reading. But now on prayer. We always pray. Amen? You're driving and the ice is outside. You're praying. Oh Lord, don't let her hit me. Oh Lord, let my brakes work. Oh Lord, let the ice melt as I drive on top of the ice. Right? We pray. And then, you know, when we're not obeying, we're sinning. And when we're sinning, our prayers are not being heard. Right? This is, this is, the, this is in John 9.31. We know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is God-fearing and does His will, He hears Him. This is clear. Now, this is, this is not me going... I'm not going to be going around the room and... When pointing out that the things that you're not obeying, let it be the Holy Spirit. You and, and the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, have that conversation. Let it be today, let it be this year, that you will finally obey Him so that your prayers will be heard. Have you been wondering why your prayers haven't been heard by God? Have, he hasn't been answering it. Maybe there's that sin. Maybe there's that sin. You have been disobedient about a certain thing. Last week we talked about forgiveness, right? Maybe there's that one person that you haven't forgiven. Maybe you have offended somebody and you haven't asked for, for forgiveness. But regardless, if you belong to God, those of us who belong to God, those of us who have surrendered our life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, we have all admitted that we are sinners. Amen? We have all admitted that we need a Savior, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen? So, this year, knowing that we are saved by grace, not by works, it doesn't excuse us not to obey whatever it is that He's been dealing with with you. There's that one great reward don't you agree about your answers being heard? Your prayers being answered? That's a great reward. Amen? Amen? So why do we obey? So that our prayers will be heard. 
You know, when we tend to, the times that we tend to forget about God is when our health is at the optimum. We're a hundred percent. We're healthy, right? And then the other one is we're wealthy. Our money in the bank is up there, up to the gills. You're just, and then we tend to forget about God because we're healthy and we're wealthy. We tend to forget God when our relationships are great, right? Happy, happy anniversary. God is good. Are you going to go to church today? No. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. God is good. You going to church? No. I prayed now. <laughs> right? We, we, we celebrate. We make postings on Facebook. We, we celebrate with God. We say, I, I want to thank you, God, for blessing my marriage. I want to thank God for keeping my, my family healthy. We're good to say the right thing. And then when it's time to live it out, Omicron coming out. Virus on the spike. Pastor Joe, <laughs> please pray for me. I won't be there at church today. But I'm with you on Facebook Live. And that's fine. That's fine. And again, I will not fault you. I have my own opinion about the matter. But at the same time, if that is one matter that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you about, if He is saying you will really skip church while six days this week you were at work, you will really miss prayer meeting, but all these six days, you were at the mall. And you're saying that, I don't want to be on the Sunday service because there's a hundred people there. But you were at work where there's two thousand people in. I mean, let it be the year, right? Let it be the year that you're recognizing. You're, you're, you're wrestling with the Lord in your prayers as you wrestle with Him. You're also asking, Lord, is there anything that I haven't given up to you? Is there anything that you've asked me repeatedly to obey you and I haven't? Please reveal it to me, Lord God, and then help me have the strength to obey your prompting, to obey your word. There's this uh, couple, a pastor shared this about a couple in his church before, and they told their pastor that they were deeply in love and they believed that God wanted them to get married so they could consummate so they could consummate their love now there was one problem with this plan um, they were both married to someone else imagine the problem of the pastor here right now their relationship was an adulterous one don't we agree Something clearly forbidden in the scripture, if you read your Bible, right? There were truly, yet the two people were truly convinced that God was bringing them together. They said, Pastor Joe, I was so, not, not Joe, Pastor, I was so down. And I went to the prayer service and he was there. So it was God's will. And then later they were married. They did, they, they did it. They, they, they got divorced and then they were married and they confided, in, they confided in with the pastor that they had pain. They confided in the pastor that the pain they had brought upon themselves and their loved ones was so great that knowing 
what they knew then, they would have not pursued the course they chose. Now, had they taken seriously of God's prohibition of adultery in the first place, they might have spared themselves and their loved ones, their children, of the hurt that was put in. God's grace is wide, church, and God's redemptive love and ability is immense, is immeasurable. Yet it is wrong to disregard God's prohibitions of sin. Because God's grace is abundant. Remember, God, um, Paul said in Romans 6, 1-2, Since I am saved by grace, should I, since, since grace abounds, shall I sin then? He said, absolutely not, he said, right? If we wish to live our lives as, our lives as worship to God, and if we desire to live abundantly, then we will receive God's prohibitions as gracious guidance that point us toward the positives of kingdom living. We have to take God's commands seriously. And we have to take obedience seriously. Why obey? Because we are His representatives. We are His representatives. In Deuteronomy 6, 8, we read it earlier, remember? It says here, tie them. What? What? Tie what? Tie the commandments. This was... This was his commands. This was God's commands to the Israelites before. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And look at Hebrews 12.1. It reads, Such a large crowd of witnesses is all around us, so we must get rid of everything that slows us down, especially the sin that just won't let go. And we must be determined to run the race that is ahead of us. Now, before, during, there's the verse, sorry. During Moses' time, this was the way to go. You have to show who you represent, right? And God told them, make sure they know that you belong to me. Make sure you tell your children about my commands. Make sure you pass it on. And make sure that it's on your, by your house. That even before a guest comes in, or when people pass by your house, they know that you belong to me. Essentially is what God is saying. And then the writer of Hebrews told us, reminds us Christians that people are watching us. Whether we like it or not. People are watching us and they know that we belong to Jesus Christ. The question is, are we representing Him properly? When the world sees us, do they see Jesus? If you look back in 2021, when they were looking at you at work, when they were hearing you, when they were dealing with you, do you think they were seeing Jesus? Were they dealing with Jesus? Were they hearing Jesus? Now this is a new year. This is a new year. This is 2022. Are you just going to be asking for blessings from God and that's it? Lord, keep me healthy so that I'm healthy till come Christmas. Please keep break me wealthy so come Christmas. Get me a bigger house. Get me another house. Get me a better car. Get me more trips, more summer trips, more every quarter trips, vacation so I can post more. You know, it's like, are we just going to use God again? Are we just going to use Him as a genie? Are we just going to treat Him the way we've been treating Him? If we know we haven't been treating Him 
the right way, what he truly deserves? Are we just really going to keep him there? Are we really saying, if we're not consulting our plans to God before we even take, and take action, are we really saying that the creator of the universe we're just using as a consultant? Are we really just going to keep God as our assistant? This year, the topic is obey, right? If God is saying that your job right now is not where it's glorifying me, your work schedule is not to where you're, you're glorifying me, the relationship is sinful that you have, the work that you have is just putting you away, let it be the year that you will make the decision for God. Maybe it's not Reno anymore for you, right? Is God telling you to, 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 to be a full-time missionary? I know. Everybody wants to be a missionary in the Philippines. At least 80% of our church does, right? But sometimes God calls us to be somewhere uncomfortable, somewhere where our heads are going to explode if we share the gospel. Is there something that you haven't been doing, like sharing the gospel? If you look at last year, how many times did you share the gospel? Is that one thing that you haven't been obedient to God with? Because you say, I'm just going to live my life because that's my testimony, my life. Yes, that's true. But if you never utter the word, and if, you never, if nobody knows that you're a Christian, then they're just going to say, Sam's a great guy. I like this white guy. He's a good guy, right? But if you say you're a Christian, right? You say, I'm a Christian. I live for God. My life is for Him. And then they believe, they felt, they felt it, they see it. They're all scared of COVID, and yet you're like happily going in there at work. You're like, hey, whoopee-doo, guys. I know we've been working six days a week, but, you know, God is good. Work is good. And they're going to say, what is wrong with this Christian guy? Who is your Jesus? I want to know more of him. 2 Corinthians 5.20, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. Certain that God is appealing through us. We plead on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. That should be our responsibility. Knowing that we represent God, we should be pleading for God. We should be saying, Hey, do you want to know about my Jesus? Hey, I'm hearing you have trouble at, at, at home. Can I pray for you? Can I tell you what Jesus said in times like this? In Ephesians 4.1, it reads, Therefore I, the prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received. Who is he talking to? Was he talking to the world? Or was he talking to us Christians? He's talking to us Christians, right? He's talking to us Christians. We are to be the ones to walk this life because we have the one, the calling. The calling of what? To be the child of God. We have that, but yet we expect the world to act and behave properly, right? Oh, I was going to share the gospel to him, but he's such a jerk. So for me, I was like, you know what? Better luck next time. <laughs> Hopefully you don't get run over today. <laughs> you know, it's, we, we're so careless. We don't say those words. Oh, of course not. We know it's not the right thing to say, but our lives somewhat is saying that. When you have neglected for many years as a Christian, neglected the fact that you have neglected to live a holy life in front of people that have been watching you, which is almost everybody, right? 
and that you have neglected to share the gospel, that's what you're doing. Your loved ones, your children, your, your spouse, your relatives, your co-workers that you care about. If they die, right? Or when they die. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. When they die and they don't know who Jesus is, right? They haven't accepted Jesus as Lord. You know that where they're going. We know where they're going. You know what Pastor Jews always remind me? Uh, when, when I tell him, oh, Pastor Jews, this guy that I know, I saw him, and then two days later, I had the opportunity to share the gospel to him, but two days later, he died, Pastor Jews. But I was, so, I was so scared to share the gospel. Pastor Jews, if you know Pastor Jews, very, very straightforward, Pastor Jews, this is his comforting words to me. That's blood on your hands, Joe. <laughs> That's blood on your hands. I'm, I'm smiling and laughing about it, but it's true. I had many hours with that friend of mine. You know, and, and I, I chose not to do it. Now, is it us? Could it be us, that the, the reason why they're not accepting Jesus? Not really, right? Not really. But we have resp the responsibility is ours on how we act and how we speak, correct? And how we treat people. It's our responsibility. For them to accept Jesus, that's on them. Amen? And, and, and it's the Holy Spirit that, that makes that happen too, right? If God has chose us, right, there's no way that you can run away. But the responsibility is our actions. Um, you know, in February 2008, um, every sports page in the world were commending and celebrating the New York Giants when they surprisingly won against the undefeated New England Patriots. And the big story within the story was this, that the Giants head coach, Tom Coughlin, pulled off this. The, the biggest change, they said, was that the coach was nice that year. He was actually treating and speaking to his players nicer than ever before. And there was a child reporter around amongst many, many uh, reporters. And the coach picked him. He said, what's your question? And the child's question was like, I hear you've been a lot nicer this year. Who put you up to that? And everybody started laughing. You know, do we want to take that responsibility that a person that should have been attracted to Jesus was turned off because of our negligence? And mind you, that is what we're doing when we're choosing to disobey God and His commands. Why obey? Because of His love for us. Again, we're Christians, right? We're Christians. We know that there is nothing that we can do or have done that saved us or will keep us safe. And we know that when we obey, other than because we, there's rewards when we obey, the one thing, the one big motivator of why we should be obedient to God is because of His love for us. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your might. Now, if you love God, if you truly love God with your entire being, are you really going to be committing an adulterous relationship? A pastor, Pastor Peter Tanchi of uh, CCF, one of his teachings when I was there, he said, he goes, young people, he said, love God first and you can do whatever you want. So I, when I was new in the faith, I was like, wow, that's a crazy statement. Love God and do whatever you want. And in my heart, I want to do a lot that is against God's will. But then as you mature, and hopefully as you hear me here, if, you're, if, you, if you want to really get the point, there is, if, you really, if God is your utmost, then there's nothing that you will do that is against His will. That should be the motivation of you wanting to be obedient to God. Not because you really want to get rewarded, which is nice still, right? We're not going to deny it. Like, oh, Lord, Lord, don't give me health. It's okay. No, if God, don't be bashful. Because in obedience, God will reward us more than what we're asking for, more than what we can imagine. But look at 1 John 4.17. In this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. For we are, for we are as He is in the world. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears has not reached perfect perfection in love. We love because He first loved us. Now, if we love God, we will be obedient to God. Now, we are obeying God because we're not fearing we're going to lose our salvation or we're trying to keep it or maintain it. No, we're going to be obedient and continue to be obedient because of our love for God. Amen? So if there is a sin issue, there is a love relationship issue with God. Because if you love your spouse, if you truly love your spouse, if you truly love your parents, if you truly love your child, there, you would be afraid, right? You would be in fear to commit something that you know will result of breaking the relationship. The greatest commandment is to love God with our entire being. Therefore, the obedience that God truly wants must come and it, it must stem from our love for Him. Not because we're, because we're afraid, but because we love Him. Right? It will be so unromantic if your husband cooks you dinner, candlelight dinner for the wives here, and you come home and you smell, you see the asparagus there, right? The candlelight, the music playing. And then he goes, sweetheart, I've made dinner for you. Oh, the wife says, oh, you love me so much. Thank you very much. No, 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 I'm just scared that you might cut my head off tonight. <laughs> right? While I'm sleeping. That's so unromantic. It beats all the purpose. Do you know that that's the same thing? When you try to obey God and His commands because you're just fearing Him? Because, oh, because I don't want to lose my blessings. Oh, because I don't want my prayers not to be heard. No, you want to obey God because you love God. Amen? Amen? I want to obey God because I'm praying for this jackpot to come. <laughs> I want this deal to close. And once this deal closed, then I'll be disobedient. <laughs> All right? 
No, we, we, we obey God. We continue to obey God because we love Him. And because he's, Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. Simple. Correct? Simple enough. It really is. But when the struggle comes, right? When life happens, right? Overtime. Triple pay. It happens on a Sunday. <laughs> oh, man. Let me just text Pastor Joe. Oh, man. I have to work now. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. I should have woken up at 4 o'clock to do my quiet time. I know I'm going to be working from 6 to 12. Right? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Whatever you've been dealing with and struggling and, and wrestling with with God the last year, just know that this is a new year. It is just a turn of page. It's just, it is just another calendar. But really, it, it helps for us to know on what Paul has said, forgetting what is behind, right? Forget what's behind. Your failures yesterday, your, your failures an hour ago, God is so gracious. He is gracious and He is merciful, right? And He is true to His, his word. When Jesus said, it is finished, it is paid for, it is done. But then again, it doesn't mean that we don't obey. You want to live your life to the fullest this year? Don't take many trips. Obey God. Obey God. It's, don't buy more things. Obey God. Don't fall more in love with the Lord. Fall more in love with God. And you will live your life in 2022 in God's will, and it will be to the fullest. Amen? I can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you that. Because that's what the Word says. Because that's what the Bible says. Start with that. If you haven't read your Bible from cover to cover, start with that. If you belong to this church, you have those, those, those devotional. It's a 15-minute read, guys. 15 minutes. Can, does God deserve 15 minutes from you? I hope so. <laughs> he, he's watching. <laughs> You should say yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> now I submit to you, church, that one of your revisions should be to live an obedient life this year. In order for us to be obedient, to truly obey God, our love for Him must truly grow. And how will our love for Him truly grow? When you get to know Him. As you get to know God, there's no helping it but to fall in love with Him. He gave His life for you while you were His enemy. And He continues to bless you even if you don't deserve it, even when we don't deserve it, right? Now after the why questions, the next question should be how and the what. Now since I've already been talking for 40 minutes, we won't be able to tackle many of those things, but one. This is it. And I've been saying it. How and what? This is the answer. Read His Word. Read His Word. How do I fall in love with God? Read His Word. Because that's the only way you get to know Him. As you get to read His Word, study His Word. Get involved in, in Bible studies. Listen to more preachings. Be faithful in coming to church. In this church, you know what? For those of you who don't know, we have a Wednesday prayer service. Yeah, if you didn't understand me on Sunday, maybe give me another try on Wednesday. 
<laughs> and then pray, because uh, on Wednesdays we do break up, you know, after we make it a formal setting now. We have songs, we have a pray, Wednesday praise, praise and worship team, and then we break up into our groups after we hear the message. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's, it's a feeding for your soul. Why? Why? Joe, why? Because that's what the Word said. Again, in Psalm 119, 105 reads, Your Word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Church, there's no other way to say it. This world is dark. Amen? I know, it's full of lights, neon lights, right? You go to downtown Reno, it's like party city, right? I was with my friends last night, my old friends from the past, my goodness, God really puts me through this thing every year, I suppose. Whenever I need to remember who I was apart from Him. And it was a dark life, guys. I was laughing with them because they were laughing, but at the same time, it was truly hitting me. The ugliness of my life before, it was hitting me, and my head started hurting. And I was like, okay, it's 9 o'clock, I need to go home. But I was just, it hit me. Of all the stories that we meet, because that's what you do, right? When you're with your old friends, you talk about the stupid things that you guys used to do. And they were more than happy to share with me the stupid things that I used to do. But then I go, you know, I'm so glad God chose me. And it's, there's no other way. If I only knew, you know, again, if I only knew the things that I knew about what God has said in the Word... I would have really probably prevented my, the stupid things I'm hoping, 50% of it. Because this world, everything that I did was everything what the world told me to do. Get with girls, get into fights, party, get rich. I never got rich. I never really got to party so much. <laughs> you know? it, but it's, it, was a blunt, it was a dark life. And the, the word tells us that God and His word is to light up our path. Because without God's word, this world will stumble us. Amen? Amen? We will stumble all over. So as revision, as a revision for this year, to, for tonight's topic, it's to be obedient if you, if you missed it. Now if you've been obedient, the topic is, the, 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 the message for you is to be more obedient. Keep up the good work. Continue to fall in love with Jesus. Why? Because man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Amen? Why do we need to obey God? Because He blesses our obedience. Why do we need to obey God? Because our prayers are heard by Him when we're obedient. Why do we need to obey God? Because we are His representatives. We are His ambassadors. We carry His name. We are to bring people through our lives. Because of His love for us. That's why we need to obey God. And how we're going to know it? Through His Word. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank You for Your message for us this evening, Lord God. We thank You for this Sunday that You blessed us with. We thank You for this new year, this bright new year that You have for us, Lord God. We thank You for, for the hope that You always give us. We thank You for Your faithfulness. We thank You for Your love. We thank You for Your grace and Your mercy that is new every morning. I pray for all the, the, the people in this church of Yours, in this building, Father. I pray for protection for, for them, Lord God. 
protect them from the virus or any other harm or danger that the enemy has been proposing, Lord God, to you to, be, to happen against us, Lord. Please, Lord, do not let his plans prevail. Please keep us united, Lord God, as a church. Please protect us, Father. Father, I pray for, for healing for those who are sick, Lord. We thank you for healing Atirichel, Lord God, and Kita Annabelle, Lord God, and everybody else that's been healed, Lord. We pray for those who are still sick, Lord. I thank you for bringing back Sam and Wilda, Lord. And I pray for Chris and Nirvana who are still sick, Lord. I pray for healing for them, Lord God. And I pray for any broken relationships, Lord God, that needs your rescue. Please help them. Please mend their relationships. And I pray for our brothers and sisters who are still falling into their sin. I pray that you will give them the wisdom to know what to do and what not to do. I pray for their hearts to be willing to be obedient to you. And I pray for your church, Lord God, at FICF. Lord, I pray that we will strive, Lord God, strive in our love relationship with you. I pray that we will continue to just read your word and have that desire and hunger for you, Lord God, and to, so that we will fall in love with you in order for us to be obedient to you, Lord God. Father, we love you in all these things we ask and pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen.